Hello, everyone, and welcome to RMD, All Things Aesthetics and Wellness podcast with me, your host, Dr. Deborah Durst. So I launched Revitalize MD in 2017 with the mission to help patients find solutions to looking, feeling, and functioning better, um, those solutions that traditional medicine just did not offer. And I am a traditionally trained MD with a specialty in emergency medicine and a practice for 25 years in the emergency room. And during that time, I started to notice changes myself. And I wasn't the only one. I had colleagues. I would hear it through patients. And, you know, the end results of all those workups were always the same. Everything looks normal. And so as I started my journey into anti-aging medicine 10 years ago, or greater than that now, I realized there's lots of different solu solutions, and so I wanted to comprehensively bring those to patients to look and feel and function better. And through this podcast, you know, I'm really hoping to reach more people um, so that we can get information out there. So I thank you for joining us today, and I have a couple guests with me. So I have Bella first, and Bella, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Bella. I'm a patient coordinator at the office. I've been with Dr. Durst since basically the beginning. Um, she is a big mentor of mine. She is very well educated. Um, I look up to her. She's one of the smartest people I know, and I'm very glad that I get to learn from her every single day. I'm Samantha. I have also been with the office since the almost the beginning, and I am the office manager at Revitalize, so I do work very closely with Bella and Dr. Durst as well to make sure that patient experiences are the best they can be. Well, awesome. And so today I was thinking that maybe we would cover something that comes up quite frequently. And I know you girls get questions about this at the front too and on the phone and even when you're in patient rooms. So what's the difference between Botox Disport and Xeomin. And so for a moment before we even get into that, Bella or Samantha, why not one of you guys kind of explain what the overall term is, neuromodulators. I know you guys didn't know what that term was at the beginning, and I know a lot of our patients don't. And sometimes we mix, you know, those brand names with the NM or neuromodulator or even BTA. And maybe you guys can tell them a little bit about what you know about BTA and neuromodulators now. So we tend to see that people will call and they say they need an appointment for Botox. So Botox has just become a verb. And it actually, all three of those, Botox, Dysport, and ZMN, are all neuromodulators, which are used to freeze muscles. So those that's a very broad category, but... It's typically just called Botox because that's the most popular brand, whereas Dysport and Xeomin do the same things. They're just different companies making those. So I think we find that there's just not – I think Botox is just the most popular one. And so it's the most well-known, and that's what people are going to say no matter what. And it has become a verb. So if somebody says they need Botox, they're getting Botox, <clears throat> that just means they're going to make their lines from movement go away, right? And we're going to paralyze their muscles, but and it doesn't necessarily always mean Botox. I may butcher this, but BTA is botch, botch botulinum. <laughs> yeah, yep. that, it's that. But so really BTA, it, botulinum. Botulinum. <laughs> Toxin. Toxin. A. A. So that's what that is, and it's also just a different term for neuromodulator or Botox, if mm -hmm. you call it that. 
So, but again, just Botox, Xeomin, and Dysport are all the same thing, just different companies making a neuromodulator. Yeah, I agree with that because before I started working at the office, I've obviously heard of Botox for years. Um, you see it on the Real Housewives all the time. <laughs> um, and the first time Dr. Durst said neuromodulator, I was like, what's that? I was like, I don't know what type of appointment to make. And so she educated me and said neuromodulator is actually the toxin and Botox, Dysport, and ZMN are all different. And you also, um, Botox and Dysport, in my mind, are a little bit more similar. Um, Xeomin, especially for younger skin, skins with um, less wrinkles in them, I feel like Xeomin's really perfect for it. Yeah, people um, who don't want to be as frozen. Yeah. If they like that more natural appearance, they go for it. Uh, Xeomin, but she'll get into all the differences, but I do agree, yeah. Yeah, and Xeomin, whenever I talked to the rep for the first time, I remember her explaining Xeomin um, compared to Botox. Botox is kind of like an M&M, and Xeomin is like an M&M without the shell coating. Mm -hmm. um, it's a more organic version of itself. That's how she explained it. Yeah, And it is good when they give you those visuals because sometimes it's easier to remember mm -hmm. long term. So, and again, we, the reason why we brought up even BTA is because, and we won't get into the details of that, but we have a BTA club at Revitalize MD and it allows you just to join in and pay for the year and then get a discounted rate of 25% on your Botox treatments. And again, Botox meaning the verb treatments for the entire year and we call it the BTA club and so that's why we kind of brought that up BTA meaning botulinum toxin A that's the toxin in all of the neuromodulators which brand name wise are Botox, Dysport, and Xeomin and so botulinum toxin A is actually what goes in and paralyzes the muscle so that you don't get movement in the line so well, perfect. So what is the difference between, is there differences between those three? What are the? Yeah. Well, let's go into all that because I think this is a question that I answer on a daily basis. And so you guys probably don't go into as much. You know that if somebody wants Botox, we put them down for an appointment. And then in the back, we're talking about what those differences are. But because we have that conversation every day and people don't know, we want to get that information out there um, so that everyone can know. So let's start with Botox since it is the verb or the product and it's used and it's the most, the most well-known. So everybody knows about Botox. 10 years ago, nobody knew about Botox, but now everyone does. So basically Botox again is a neuromodulator and has the active ingredient of botulinum toxin A, which is going to go into the neuromuscular junction and paralyze the muscle. And so we'll do that in the area of frowning. So those 11s between, you know, between the eyes and, you know, you get the movement when you're frowning too much or those forehead lines, yep, in the crow's feet and forehead lines. And so, you know, we'll inject small amounts, you know, of each of these into those areas to paralyze the muscle. And so the difference really is Botox and Xeomin, for instance, and Bella hit it right on, Xeomin is a more purified version of botulinum toxin A. So if you have an M&M, the core is the botulinum toxin A. And so that's the active ingredient that's going to go in and paralyze the muscle so you don't get those wrinkle lines. And then you have a M&M coating or the chocolate covering on the outside. Or no, it's actually the coating. Sorry, the core mm -hmm. is the, the chocolate. So it's a coating. So basically 
botch or Xeomin doesn't have that coating on it. And so it's more purified version. It doesn't have a protein that you're going to have to metabolize off to get the active ingredient. But the size of Xeomin and Botox are the same. Where Dysport also has the coating or M&M coating around it, but it is smaller than the other two. And so there's three Dysport molecules to every one of Botox or Xeomin. And so sometimes to me, that means maybe it gets into the neuromuscular junction a little bit quicker. And so you might get effects faster, or perhaps it lasts a little bit longer. And so again, it's all individual and there's, you know, differing opinions on that, but that's the big difference. And so we fixed it in the office where again, you know, no matter how you inject it, it's irrelevant to the patient because you're injecting the right amount of quantities into the area to get paralyzation and no movement. Mm -hmm. It's just that you have to do three times the molecules. The pricing is equivalent with all of them. Um, and it's just back door, you know, office math that we're doing otherwise mm -hmm. to, to make up for that difference. So um, does that, ex does that explain it mm -hmm. now? And so um, that's why sometimes you know, people will get a little bit confused and, and we did pricing so that they don't have to, you know, they just have to pick the product, you know, let us know if there's a favorite of theirs um, and we have those all available to use. So a couple, I have a couple questions. So Botox, I know I've only heard it used as the name brand Botox being used to help with migraines or with sweating problems, can Dysport and Xeomin be used for that too? Or is that something that Botox is specific? So all of them can be used for that. Yeah. And so again, a lot of the um, a lot of the FDA regulations will have FDA indications for certain product and not for others. And that kind of doesn't mean a lot to me because as a physician, I can use off-label FDA. Um, indication. So say, you know, Dysport didn't have, um, you know, jaw, because we can actually thin out the jaw a little bit with this. If somebody has, you know, some big masseters, and they have a square jaw, and it's really the term is bruxism, if it's really bad. And say we're using that, for instance, with Botox, maybe Botox has the indication and Dysport doesn't. That really doesn't matter as long as you have a physician or a provider that is comfortable injecting in off-label areas um, because it works and so both of all of them can work for um, for headaches musculoskeletal stuff and actually you know 80 percent of pain in the head and neck is actually from muscular pain so injecting it in the temples for temporalis relaxation for headaches or you know the masseter or the the jaw for a tmj or headaches or even in the back you know, we can inject muscles, upper trapezius or occipitalis, you know, those muscles in the back of the head that will cause pain and headache. So not something that a lot of people know and not a lot of providers doing, but absolutely they all work the same. Okay. All, they're all paralyzing the muscle. I have a question for you, Samantha, um, because I know Dr. Durst is definitely more strong-willed when it comes to needles. Mm -hmm. um, in your opinion, do you think Botox and Dysport and stuff like that, do you think it hurts when it's getting injected? No, not at all. So I hate needles, but I also love being frozen. <laughs> so I have started doing Botox or actually 
neuromodulators regularly. So you're supposed to be getting them done every three months. But to answer your question, no. Um, it's just a tiny little insulin needle that they use. So it's going like, I know some people are listening. So it's going like, how, well, very how long super, are they? Yeah, it's very, very superficial. It's very superficial. So there's little to no pain at all. The only thing that's weird is when they I get to the end of the syringe, mm-hmm. like you kind of feel like a little pumping but that's like it's just weird to me because I get it just is so it doesn't really hurt it's just a little <laughs> it's a little um it's um odd feeling yes, that's, but yeah, not uneasy it's kind but of just... not painful and so actually that brings up a good point though is that preventative at mm-hmm. your age so maybe talk a little bit about that so Samantha just recently probably within the last year started getting it and Samantha's now 20 and so maybe you know, talk a little bit about um, what you experience when you don't have it now and what you see in others um, now that you've had it. So my ex- since I've started working at Revitalize, I'll just go a little backstory. I used to never notice wrinkles, lines on anybody. And now that I'm there, anytime I see movement, it drives me crazy and I want to get them in and inject them. Not me, but have someone inject them. I can't stand the movement. So now when I see myself starting to move at all, even though I'm 20, I hate it. It drives me crazy. I like to be frozen. And I also think it's a great thing to start doing at an early age because you might not worry about it right now when you're 20 or in your late 20s. But by the time you're 50, it's going to bother you like crazy. So if you kickstart it and start doing it earlier, your muscles are going to move less. You're always going to be more frozen and it's gonna really help you because you will become self-conscious about it at that age so if you just kickstart mm-hmm. it get going early and do preventative mm-hmm. and well and that's the other thing so not everybody needs to be frozen but some people prefer it so when a patient's in the room with me and we're talking about botox you know again the verb <laughs> um you know i'll ask them do you want to be frozen and if they look at me strangely like they don't know what i'm talking about that means they don't want to be frozen. They don't know what it is. Because mm-hmm. when you want to be frozen, that means you don't want to see movement lines at all. And some people don't want to be like that. And it's okay either way. It doesn't mean fake. It means frozen, meaning you're not moving. But if you look at Samantha, you don't know that Samantha's gotten Botox. Um, you can't tell. And so it's still a natural look. So people want to think that somebody's going to know and they're not going to be able to move. And so that's not the case, you know, when it's done appropriately. We don't have patients in our office looking abnormal because they got Botox. For the people watching, I could show you, but you don't look, I don't look fake at all. No. It just doesn't look like I have lines in my forehead. And (laughs) what she's also trying to say that at 50, you know, um, so don't be afraid of the needle. Be afraid of the wrinkle because at 50, (laughs) you're going to notice the wrinkle, right? And so preventing at an early age is good because you just don't get those movement lines. And so, but you guys are really good about, you know, knowing there's a lot of, you know, information on social media now, lots of videos out there. And so a lot of people talking about it and getting these treatments at a younger age. And then one other thing that we wanted to touch on is that you can actually use these neuromodulators to do a lip flip. So if you wanted to just go into a little bit, because some people are scared of lip filler, but there's always a subtle, more subtle option with a modulator called a lip flip. Yeah, so we can use any of these 
you know, again, neuromodulators, we want to just get everyone used to our terms because we may use any of the three. We don't often say we're going to disport you or we're going to Xeomin you, although we use a lot of those products um, and we use a lot of disport. So, but we're never going to say that. So we're going to say neuromodulator, we're going to say um, Botox. So, but when we're doing lip flips, again, you can use any of them. So across the board, whenever we talk about this, it means you can use any of the products it's a generic term, but when we do the lip flip, you're putting Botox in the border of the lip. Um, and so then you can actually, the muscle above the lip is still active and moving. And so the border of the lip is not, and you get a little flip out. And so it's a very nice, subtle, you know, really doesn't affect movement. And we have a lot of patients that want to do that, especially after filler in the lip. And it's actually included in our treatments that a couple of weeks later, they'll come back in. We'll just make sure everything looks good. There's no issues um, and nothing needs to be, you know, or they don't have any other desires. But then we'll add that lip flip as just that little boost two weeks out when they're, you know, kind of wishing maybe they had a little bit of, um, you know, Again, a little bit of volume. Again, like the lip flips because you, you lose volume in your lips as you age also. So people that are younger just want a tiny little subtle lifting Mm -hmm. so it's a huge thing in our age group as well yeah yeah i definitely think that um especially with um me and sam are both in the college age area um we definitely are starting to get a lot more patients are interested in lip flips and botox because they do want to get more preventative Mm -hmm. it's not as big of a yeah it's not as big of a taboo topic anymore um and people are starting younger which is good because um a lot of older people but used to think it was a scary thing because when you think of botulism going to your skin, like it used to be scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are starting to get more preventative, which I think is really good. And I like whenever I see people, patients our age coming in and getting lip flips. And I know some of my friends have gotten lip flips and they love it. And it gives you a little bit of confidence without getting lip filler because lip filler is such a on some people, it can be a very dramatic change, but with the lip flip, they just get a little bit more pout in their lips, mm-hmm. which gives them the confidence that they need. Yeah. And they really like it. It does seem to be a very popular treatment. So and I also think that skincare, which I won't go into deep, but involved with all this Botox stuff, there's tons of skincare products that you should be using as well for people our age, preventative, mm-hmm. and also people starting a little bit later using skincare products to go along with these Botox or the neuromodulators that they're using to help prevent more wrinkles Mm -hmm. from forming. So skincare goes hand in hand with these neuromodulators. So that's something that's very important. And we would go over all of that in the aesthetic consult with you. And then, and I think everyone that comes in for an aesthetic treatment should have skincare addressed because you shouldn't spend all the money on getting prevention of movement and wrinkles if you're also not getting rid of dead skin cells and treating your skin the right way when it, you know, turns over every 28 days. And so, you know, some of the different areas, and they can add if I'm missing, again, 80% of musculoskeletal pain just in head and neck is muscular. And when we're paralyzing a muscle, you no longer get that pain. And so doing it in other areas, you know, the back of the neck, there's, you know, the trapezius and one just up above that, you know, you can do it in the temple area and the muscle there, again, the jaw and the masseter. You can actually get a little bit of jowling as we get older from platysmal bands in the neck that pull down in the jowl area. So 
We can do it there to help with jowling, which is, again, a way that's less invasive than doing filler or threads or something else to lift in that area. And you may actually see improvement in liquid. And um, bunny lines, you know, where the nose, because we do it already in frown lines and we do it in forehead lines. And then we do it in the crow's feet area. But bunny lines are little lines around the nose some people won't like. We, did, we talked about the lip flip. And then also if somebody has a gummy smile. I see a lot of those and people don't know how to fix those necessarily when somebody smiles and you see a lot of gum line. And a very simple fix with, you know, a couple different injections of Botox that can fix that so your gums just don't pull as high. And so that's another one that's very nice um, to use. And again, they're very small injections. You know, they don't hurt. Um, Nothing to be scared of. I think the thing to be scared of is, again, my little, you know, (laughs) my little thing is the wrinkles. Don't be afraid of the needle. Be afraid of the wrinkles. But that's because I'm older. And so, but otherwise, just be um, cautious on who you go to. You want consistent providers and injectors. And so this is simply simple entry level you know, stuff. And, and again, we want to, to get patients in and not have them worry about pricing and, you know, shopping around and not getting it on a regular basis. Cause you do prevent movement over time. The more you get it, the less you need it. So if you're getting it every three or four months, you're going to need it less, you know, you'll need less in the way of units. And then you also train yourself not to move. But likewise, then you get into the office, the same office, consistent injectors, consistent product, and so that's why we brought up that, um, you know, BTA club is because then you get a significant discount on your treatment for the entire year. And then you feel less guilty about going in every three or four months for those treatments. But you know, you're getting consistent providers because you really shouldn't have too much in the way of complications from from Botox. And do we ever see any complications for that in the office. And I think, honestly, I think you save more money if you go to the same practice over and over again because Mm -hmm. they get to know you. They get to know how many units you need so you're not Mm -hmm. keeping going back more and more and more to get more units because once they start to know you, they know how many units, they know where to place it will be a good, they know which type of product, whether you work better with Dysport, ZMN, Botox. So altogether, you're honestly saving more money if you just stay Mm -hmm. with the same place. And I, and I think Dr. Durst is a great injector, and we have other injectors. So we're all well, trained by her. So well, yeah. yeah. We have the same methods as her. So. Yeah, so. and I think you're right, though. You know, when you're our first treatment and, you know, our first patient visit in for Botox, I always say, you know, we may get it a little bit wrong this first time, meaning you might need to come in and we might need to touch it up. I'd rather go a little light and have you come back and we add a few units until we know exactly what what that patient needs. Um, and so the less you have to do that, the less you have to go in and get touched up, you know, the less you're paying ultimately in the long run. And then likewise, if you're there every three or four months, you get less in the way of units. You don't have complications that you're dealing with, you know, cause that's, that is stressful as well. So, you know, all around, you know, just get those providers that you want to go to you know, over and over again that you trust, you know what products they're using, you know how they're trained, and you're very comfortable with the office as well. So if you want to get in for an aesthetic consultation, you can Mm -hmm. always call or text the office. You can also follow along on our social media. You can message us through there as well to set up an appointment. And so if you have anything else that you, any questions, 
You know, any experiences that you might have had with Botox, Dysport, Xamen, or any neuromodulators, then put it in the comment. You can ask us for sure if there's any topics that you want to cover or anything we didn't cover on this topic. Uh, just let us know, you know, like, subscribe, share with your friends. And um, again, we're here to revitalize your look, your health, and your sex life. So follow along. <laughs>